AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. It is not how much we have, but how much we enjoy that makes happiness. Charles Spurgeon. I miss a lot of things since the pandemic. However, what I miss the most is going to iHeartRadio every Tuesday. I knew one thing for sure. One, I was going to feel so much love. Two, we were going to laugh and have fun. And it was going to be hard to leave my podcast team. I know for sure that happiness was Tuesdays for me. Today, I will embrace every moment. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner. 
leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And we have a special show for you. Our show today is you, our listening audience. I'm so excited to answer questions, to give you clarity, and to continue to motivate and inspire you on your journey. So I want all of you to sit back, get your pen, your notebooks, your recorder, whatever you want to document this show and also listen to the show again. I want you to sit back and listen to everything that actors have been dying to ask because there may be some questions in there for you, okay? So, you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's get our first guest on the line. Hi, my name is Apollo Bushu. I'm from, I live in New Jersey, Phoenix, New Jersey. And my question is, what can I do to better improve my acting? Like, what classes can I do? That's an excellent question, Apollo. And I'm going to tell you what you could do every single day, 365 days a week, is work on your craft. The best actors, it's like, um, I remember hearing Michael Jordan, that he would shoot 100 free throws a night or something like that's a focus that's a discipline that's a passion and that's the same thing that you need as an actor because as an actor the thing is is that you don't graduate from college and then get offered an episode 
episodic contract. It doesn't work like that. And so you have to hold this vision of yourself inclusive of working on your craft and making sure that you are the best actor that you can be. There's always work to be done, whether it's on your monologue, reading out loud, because 99% of your job is reading and you have to perfect that reading and comprehension. So reading and the ability to understand what you've read, right? And these are things that you have to master. So if you work on them every day, once you get on the set, there's always things to learn, but at least you will not have as much nervousness and you will have more confidence. Okay, I also have another question. Should I go for roles that are older than my age or younger than my age? And if so, by how many years? Another excellent question. So I say that you stay within the age group that you know, right? How old are you right now, Apollo? I'm 10. Okay, so you're 10. So a 10-year-old has a different experience than a 13-year-old, right? A teenager. You're almost there, right? But teenagers have a different mindset that you are not familiar with yet. So I would keep you in the 10 to 12, okay? And those experience, I think, would be familiar to you because it's all about the experience. If you don't have the experience of your character, it's going to be challenging for you to bring authenticity. And that's why you take classes because classes are going to teach you how to be authentic in your character. You understand? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Apollo. Okay, so I'm going to move along here, see one of my familiar faces, the spirited actor. Hi, Charlene, tell us who you are and where you're from. Hi, my name is Charlene Hendricks, and I am from Brooklyn, New York. Hey. Hey, a totally different you. I am doing double takes. I'm trying a different look. This is my judge lawyer look, maybe. I love her. So I'm going to take shots. I've just decided, like I had contemplated with it, but I'm going to take actual, um, you know, headshots in different looks to on like casting networks and actors access. Because even though everybody's like, yeah, they'll put you in a wig. Yeah, they'll do that. I still feel like they really don't see me. No, you have to be visual. And if that wasn't your question, that is an excellent question. Should you... You know, if you're going to change your hair, cut it, grow it, whatever, should you have new photos, you should absolutely have new photos because this is a visual business. And Mm -hmm. so you could tell us I look great in braids, but we need to see you in braids. And so this gives a great visual. This also gives a whole different look with you um, in terms of I see sex appeal as well. So um, I think that you should uh, take some new pictures and add that in. But what is your question? (laughs) So My question is, I have been working on this monologue, right? And you've actually um, worked with me a little bit on it at the beginning and gave me some great notes. Mm -hmm. As I'm really getting into the need of it and owning it and this goes for like probably all of my roles in this particular thing I feel like I'm not really capturing the emotion Mm. of the character 
And so my question is, you know, and I've, I've dug deep, you know, I definitely did the um, did my homework on it and, you know, researched the character and, and built the character out and, you know, built her history and all that. But at the same time, I feel like and I do have some emotion that I can put behind it, mm-hmm. but I haven't hit that breaking point of really crossing over into really feeling and being that character to the fullest. What do I need to work on to be able to do that? Um, do in terms of your character's journey, are you familiar with her journey, her experience? All of it. I probably jumped from, so no, that's a good point. Um, I probably like built, I did build out her family, Mm -hmm. but as far as her journey of how she got to where she is, right. Um, in her profession, because it's a professional character that's seeking, uh, the role is like seeking more and for more training. And so she has to go before someone to ask for that because of the days and times that she's living in. And so right. when I think about it, no, I haven't actually researched like what years or what studies she's already done to get to where she is. That's good. That's good. So that's what you need to do because Jaleesa can speak on this too. Um, but recently um, I was working with Jaleesa on a character that was based in the 60s. We're in 2021. It's a totally, not only do you guys have to capture the essence, right? So if you look at something like the crown, you know, people walk upright, the royal, you get that sensibility of the royal, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same in the 60s. You know, people of color had a whole different posture in the 60s than they have today. Or um, whatever that time frame is, you need to have an understanding. Um, There's a monologue in Fences, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Rose has a monologue uh, 18 years. And when I've worked with women, they're very forceful and aggressive and screaming. I'm like, this is 1950s. Women were submissive. Women did not, they were not argumentative with their husbands. So right there, we have to start with the mentality of the time, if it's a period piece. And then how does that affect you and your character's journey during that time? You know, what if this was during a time where women didn't have any rights and your character is very vocal and and, and an advocate? You know, you have to understand that every time you open your mouth, you're risking your life. So I would suggest understanding the character's experience and journey Mm -hmm. and then seeing if that helps you emotionally now in in the scene and with that character's experience that's good i'm definitely gonna do that okay (laughs) you're welcome thank you charlotte you're welcome you're welcome okay i have one of my students parents on here miss jones i see you miss jones how are you oh i am I'm well, and I am talking to you from sunny uh, Somerville, right outside of Charleston, South Carolina. Yay! Thank you, Charleston, South Carolina. Well, what's your question? How can I help you? My question is, um, I you actually spoke on it a, a little bit when you were talking about, you know, staying positive and staying passionate. But as a parent, I wanted to know your best advice for me. Uh, for my young actor who is very new to the business, but he's auditioned for a lot of major motion stuff and and uh, things that we weren't even expecting him to audition for. But there's no feedback from from casting to know if he did well, if he didn't do well, and not booking anything. Sometimes I'm worried about his spirit and the rejection yeah. of all of that. So I wanted to know what would be your best advice to keep him to keep him passionate, to keep him positive. 
um, during this process? That's an excellent question. Um, and I really appreciate love that question. I say this, children emulate parents. They emulate behavior, they emulate vibes. And I always talk to parents and say, you know, the, the more patient you are with the process, the more understanding you are, a lot of parents don't know. And so there's fear attached to that. You know, is my child with the right agent and all of this? Everyone has to do their due diligence. Everybody should imdb.com. Every time breakdowns come into you, that should be a part of Jonathan's homework assignment to look at who the executive producer and the casting director, because right now, that's what you guys have to gauge his growth, right? So let's say in the beginning, Sesame Street was reaching out. Now you have Disney, Netflix. So you can see that he's growing. The other thing is this, casting directors and agents have absolutely no time. So the only person that can call a casting director to get feedback is his agent or his manager. Now, that's not guaranteed that that's going to come right away, because just to give you an average, right? Elsa is my assistant. She's my casting associate. She's on, you know, Elsa. Yeah. So Elsa and I worked on a film in November. The, we cast 17 principals. The lowest of submissions we got was like 927. The highest of submissions that we got was like 1750. That's just part of our job. We still have to, if the director is not satisfied with one character and changes, oh, instead of it being a woman, now we want a man. So there are all different types of elements that go on in a casting day. We absolutely do not have time to call people and say, you did not get the job. We can only call you to say you did. And so what, depending upon the relationship that you have with your manager agent or agent, you should be able to voice your concerns. And if you don't feel that you can, you have to come to that place of doing that. Because what happens if you are reading some trades and you could see, oh my God, they're doing the reboot of Wonder Years and it's an all black cast. Well, you want to be able to pick up a phone and say, listen, agent manager, you know, I just saw this. Is there any way that you can help me you know, or, or is there any way that we can get an appointment for Jonathan to audition? What people should understand is that people should really understand that this business is a business and it's professional. Um, but agents don't get paid until you get paid mm-hmm. and it's a partnership. So yeah. you should be able to you may not be able to have a weekly conversation. You may not be able to have a daily conversation. But when you have that conversation, you should be prepared with everything that it is that you want to say, because that window is very, very small. They're busy. Does that make sense? That that. Oh, my gosh. You just made everything clear. <laughs> yes. Thank Yay. you so much. I, oh, welcome. my gosh. Thank you so much. No problem. We love Jonathan. Thank you for Jonathan. <laughs> oh, well, he loves you too. And, and we That's look forward to meeting with you week, uh, every two weeks. Rather. Yep. I, I will see him on Sunday. I can't wait. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. Um, this is so much fun. It is because I love getting an opportunity to answer questions that you guys have because some, you know, it's just very rare unless you're at a film festival um, you know, or panels, just don't get this opportunity. Shamika. Hey, Shamika Nelson. Hey, how are you? Lily. 
Hey, how you doing? Good. So uh, my name is Shamika Nelson. I am calling from Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> yes. And so my question is, what can we do as actors to make your job as a casting director easier? Well, that's a big question, Shamika. <laughs> <laughs> but before I answer that question, let me just say that color is fierce on you. That Thank is you. your color. Wear that color, find other colors, but that color, when you do self-tapes, that color will make you pop. Beautiful color. And just to sidebar actors, it is a scientific fact that colors stimulate the brain. And so a director may not remember Shamika's name, but the director will say, oh my God, who is that actress in the fuchsia sweater type? Uh, like, uh, And then it's my job to say Shamika Nelson. Thank okay. You. All right. So what can you do to make our job as a casting director easier? Okay, well, the first thing I can say is that um, actors need to respect the craft as a business. You know, um, I had a conversation this weekend with a manager and the manager said to me, um, I only want my clients to do a couple of sessions because me personally, I don't really believe in too much training. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to, my head was going to fly off my neck because it was just spinning. There's no such thing as too much training. You know, as I said to this manager, your client does not have every experience that these characters do. And what classes do is teach you how to have these experiences and bring authenticity to them when you don't have that experience. So classes will also bring you together with other actors and create a community and a place where you all can go and say, I'm enough, a place where you all can just reassure each other. Because as I was speaking um, earlier to Raina, you, you know, you guys should not think you shouldn't be coming into this acting world saying, I'm probably not going to get a job. I'm probably not going to have a career. <laughs> like you did not come in like that. You should come in. I'm going to be a working actor. I really want to do episodic. I love medical shows. So like a gray anatomy, be specific. Um, oh, I would love to work with director Tim story, like being specific, learning and un understanding because, and trust me when I tell you, I've lived a long life in the casting world. That opportunity is going to come. And there's a choice. You're either going to win on that cell tape or you're going to, you're going to fall flat. But if you are focusing on your craft, building your craft and all the other things that you can do as well, we're in a place where you can write. I know there's a writer. I know there's a producer and I know there's a director. Tap into this other creative veins that you have because you have them. And while you're, you know, you sent your tape, your self tape in, what do I do? What do I do? Well, you know what? I always had this story. I mean, I have some friends who are actors. Let me get my other actors and let's shoot it on our iPhone because we can shoot on iPhones now. So to, the other thing that makes our job easier is for you guys to read every single day aloud. You have to read. You have to master reading because what Elsa and I are finding is that actors are coming in with self-tapes. Yay. Then they're getting callbacks. Yay. And then they're getting booked. Yay. And then they go to their table read and it's like, okay, you did open up the script prior to coming to the table read, right? Mm. Like you're reading like this is the first time you've seen words. And that can be challenging. 
and 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 you also are putting your job in jeopardy because you guys, you can get fired in rehearsal and you can get fired at the table read. Unfortunately, that's been a part of my process as a casting director and I've had to do that. Mm-hmm. So the thing, the key, Shamika, is being as prepared as possible. We love when you guys do that. And then that, and know this, regardless of what the character breakdown says, and the director, the casting director wants to discover a star. The director has a vision. The producer wants to know how much is all this going to cost. That's the conversation behind the table. But the power you have as an actress is to come in, own that character, blow us away. And we're like, oh, my God, she was white. But you know what? Make her African-American. Make her mm-hmm. Latin. Make her or it was a male. Make it a female. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Okay. Just maintain your power. And on this journey, the thing that I find where actors tend to go into this dark place is one, not feeling enough, not feeling enough, because this is, um, I don't say rejections. It's just not the job for you. There's a job for you, but that wasn't it. So rejection makes you feel bad, right? This is why it's important to feed your mind with words that are going to motivate and inspire you. So you say, okay, well, I didn't get that gig. And then you go see the film or you see the television show and you see who got it and said, oh, well, she was probably a better choice. That was probably better. But you know what? There is a role out there for me. Mm-hmm. You don't give up. You don't, oh, I'm doomed. No, it wasn't the role. And look, now you're back at it. The point is never give up. Don't give up. There's no reason for you to give up on your dreams. There's a different protocol and process in this entertainment business, but it's your dream, man. Pursue your dream. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're moving through this. Okay. Why do I feel like Apollo's mom has a question? Why do I feel like that? Oh, I do. I have a lot of questions. (laughs) I have a whole list of questions, actually. Okay, so my producer shot up. He just shot my time. So let me take your first question. Let's see how many I can get through. Okie dokie. How much time a week should I dedicate for uh, looking for jobs? Like how much how much time, how much times, um, time a week should I dedicate, like just for the kids and like, like putting in different, uh, different jobs. Now they have, you guys work with Hillary Beffer, correct? We do. We do. Okay. So, um, you have a manager. So, um, are, are you guys on actors access? Yes. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know you, but I feel your mother's work ethic. I feel your mother's structure. <laughs> I feel your mother. Um, I would say this. When you, the, the idea of having a manager or an agent is that you don't have to do this. Because what they have that you don't have is the relationships to call up a casting director or a producer or a director, right? So they kind of, And and because of their reputation in the business, people would return their phone calls. I would say this, mom. I would say whatever the goals are with the children in terms of what they want to do, right? 
she wants to do um, a show on Netflix. They have like great shows on Netflix, right? Lost and Found and things like that, right? Um, Autumn, um, Autumn, you might want to do Nickelodeon, right? Um, and then Apollo, you might want to do Disney. So being as specific as you can, I think it's important to just speak to Apollo and Autumn, find out what their specific goals are and who they want to work with specifically and create sort of this plan among yourselves. And then mom, you need to have the conversation with your manager to make sure she's driving in the direction to get them there. Right. Well, it's more so like, you know, like I have them practice slating their names. I have oh, okay. different classes and okay. I don't know if I'm taking it too far. You know, even when they do get like a, a, a job, like I'm cutting and I'm putting their different scenes together. We're going over it. And it gets to a point where I'm, well, number one, I'm biased, <laughs> you know, because I'm looking at my own kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, it's like, you know, like, I, I made her like I made Autumn slate her name like I don't know like 10 15 times like when should I just okay you know okay. stop <laughs> let me reel your mom in let me reel her in okay so um in terms of the slate the mm -hmm. name the height the location that is the opportunity where your children can show us their personality because it's 50 percent personality 50 50% talent. After we see that you're talented, we have to see, we have to cipher through what your personality is because we have to like you. We're going to be on the set for X amount of weeks. It has literally come down to a director and producer saying to me, who has the better personality out of these two actors? Literally. Okay. So in the slate, you don't have to do it 10 times, Autumn. You have to capture, same with you, Apollo, in your first one or two slates, just bring out your personality. There are no lines. There's no direction. It's you. So, hi, I'm Autumn. I live in Brooklyn, New York, blah, 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 blah. blah. Hi, I'm Apollo. And I am five to fuse the personality in that because that's what we're looking for. And then we know we're looking at an actor when Autumn morphs into Lily and she's not Autumn. She's someone else. Right. And so in terms of their work, Apollo and Autumn, I'm having a sidebar with you guys on Sunday. But your mom, your mom deserves a statue. She's doing a lot of stuff for y'all. <laughs> I'm going to take away some of those responsibilities. Okay. Apollo and Autumn, you guys have to read 15 minutes every single day aloud in your rooms, in a corner. And I know they do. They're great readers. They're great readers. Um, but you continue to do that. When you guys get the sides, I want you guys to imdb.com, everybody on that list so that you know who you're dealing with, whether it's Brian Grazier or Scott Rudin or whoever, look at their credits so you know who you're dealing with. Because what if you're in a callback situation and Brian Grazier is there? You want to have a conversation. You're not going to come in that room uh, on the Zoom and be like, okay, my name is Autumn. All the world's a stage and men and women are really, you don't do that. They want to get to know your personality and see who you are. And how cool would it be, Apollo, if you said, oh, Mr. Grazier, one of my favorite films that you did was A Beautiful Mind. There's egos in this business, you guys. I'm not saying we got to stroke them. I'm just saying that we do admire other people's work and they appreciate that when you do that. And it's about the business. It's show, but it's the business too. So you should do your due diligence on those people. 
The other thing is when you read those sides and if it's a character, Apollo and Autumn of an experience that you guys know of, then, okay, this is going to be good because I can relate. If it's an experience that you don't know, now you have to find a reference. What if it's a kid in foster home? You guys don't have that experience. So is there a movie about kids in foster home? Annie, is there um, a documentary about kids in foster homes? You have to get the understanding of the experience so that you can be that character. Does that make sense? So take some of this work away from your mom. I say 15 minutes, but... Listen, I have actors, clients who do two hours a day on their own, especially during this pandemic. So, okay. And I think I have time. uh, Okay. Throw in one more question. I think I could get one more question from you. Yes. um, Like uh, Autumn, like, should they overact? I tend to, I, I did, I did a bunch of Disneyland commercials when I was a kid and I overact and sometimes they they kind of tell me I don't act like that, but I feel like the overacting is kind of showing that you have that range. You know what I mean? Is it could be sense? too big, though. It could be too theatrical. Okay. Television is very intimate because we have lenses. Television and film, we can zoom in, we can pull out. Now we have drones. So we can create whatever mood that we want through these camera angles. But if you're too big for television, it's going to look awkward. So I would say this. There are certain shows like, yes, Jesse and Raven's House that are big, right? But that's the premise of the show and the characters. I say stay true to the characters because not all characters are big. Not all characters have a big personality or that type of energy. Some characters are shy and timid and, you know, withholding secrets. You know, when you think about characters' journeys, we start with the trials and tribulations first, and then we move into the light at the end of the tunnel. So it's a journey. So I would suggest being authentic to the character. And then this is the other thing, Mom, you know, Um, there's a small plug here. You know, I'm a coach. If you get stuck, get help because they have one time to make a first impression and you want it to be a lasting impression in their good work as opposed to, oh my God, the tape, they, you know, they didn't understand the character was disconnected. You don't want that. So that's what I would say. Reach out and get some help. You get stuck like that. Okay. Okay. Yes. You're welcome so much. Okay, I I believe I have one more question. And Stephen, what's your question? (laughs) Come on in, Stephen. Hello, everyone. Uh, My question is, when it comes to, I guess, uh, casting directors and or, I guess, writers, what, how is that perspective, like, when they're writing for the actor? Excellent question. Okay, so um, there are a lot of that. There are a lot of writers out here. Um, there are a lot of director writers, right? So um, if you have a director writer, um, most of the time they have an idea of who specific roles are, and they write for those people because there are actors that give you certain things, right? Mm. If you want um, someone to stare you the death stare, get Ray Liotta. Right. You know, Ray Liotta is going to intimidate and terrify you. Right. Um, uh, You know what you're going to get. And I'm not saying this is all you get, but there are specific actors 
that if you're looking at specific characters, you know those actors are going to kill that role. So you write for that actor. Um, in those cases, in terms of casting, you don't audition. The stars don't audition. They get a call to their agent with an offer, the premise of the film or television show, who else is attached, the shooting schedule, the director producers, and yes or no, after they read the script. So when you're talking about writers specifically writing for someone, then that's what you're, you know, that's that's usually um, the area in which you're talking about. Because everybody else has to audition, but stars don't audition. Okay. Unless it's a chemistry read and they need to put Denzel with Rosario Dawson to make sure there's chemistry, they have chemistry reads, then you'll get the stars to do that. But most of the time, you, you, they won't read for you. Okay. okay. Um, thank you, Stephen. I think I have one more. Okay, let me Tria. Yes, give me your question, darling. Yes, ma'am. So I wanted to know, what is the best piece of advice that you can give an actress or actor that is transitioning from theater into TV and film? Excellent question, Lemetria. So that goes back to um, theater is big. You got to bring it down. Got to bring it down. And I would say one of the best examples, Charles Dutton, when he was on Broadway doing piano lesson, he often talked about like his transition to rock because he was so big that that's the thing that he had to do. He had to bring it down because, again, remember, Lemetria, we have lenses. So if we want that, that is not my the baby's father, we zoom in slowly, right? And catch that look at you. So we have ways of creating that and you have to bring it down. You have to make it smaller and just think more intimate, more intimate, like, you know, conversations. We're not yelling at each other. We're right in front of each other and having a conversation unless you're yelling and screaming and stuff like that. But you just want to bring the performance down. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And Elsa, you said one more? It's me, Christina. How are you? Oh, hey, Christina. Um, So my question is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I kind of tend to get stereotyped a lot and typecasted. Mm Mm-hmm. How do I fight through that, you know, um, being always typecasted for, you know, just like the um, street roles and things like that? Because, you know, I know that I am very versatile. You know, I have a lot of. um, So how do I fight through that in this in this business? Okay, so first of all, Christina, we have to take control over it. You have to take control. You know what I mean? Because no one right now is like like. Until you cast your cast outside of the stereotype that you're talking about, you're still being cast, right? So by you taking control, and this is what I mean, because Christina, I see you in other roles. So I would write a scene Mm -hmm. or maybe one of your, you know, actor writers, Mm -hmm. I would create a scene of a character for you that goes left that okay. is not the stereotypical roles you get cast yeah. and I shoot it. Okay. And I would make that a part of my reel because now, even if they, they say that they want like a correction officer at a woman's mm-hmm. facility, right. Mm-hmm. Even if they cast you as that, the casting director 
will go over to your reel and say, let me see what other work. And that's where they're going to find the work where you're not stereotyped. But you have to control it because we don't want to wait until you get that role. We want to let casting directors know you have the ability to do that now. And the yeah. only way to do it is if you control, control it. It's um, crazy that you said that because I literally just spoke to my friend who actually is a, is an awesome writer. And I was talking to him about that. And I said, look, you know, cause I just did a new photo shoot where I did photos where yeah. people are going to say, wait a minute, that is not Christina, you know, cause I completely went left on the, on the pictures. And that's know? what I was going to say too, Christina, you have to take new headshots. I mean, this is the deal. Honestly, you know what to do. Your instinct tells you what to do. I'm just a confirmation of that, but you are absolutely right. Talk to your friend, get that scene done and watch how other people start to perceive you because now you're in control of the narrative of who you can be. Yes. Okay? Thank you so much, Tracy. You're welcome so much. I want to thank everybody that came on today and had amazing questions and, you know, just reinforced to me the things that I know. And I, you know, I am constantly learning as well. So I just want to give all of you a round of applause. Thank you guys for supporting us today. We're going to do this again. We are going to do this again because it's important that you guys get these questions answered. And you know how actors are. People, it's like telephone. Somebody will start here and then the next thing you know, oh, this is what you have to do. No, it's not. Let's authentically get the truth and let's authentically know the information. Okay. Once again, I just have to say all of you are deserving. You and your children are deserving of making your dreams come true. So we will be back on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and I'm going to give love. Thank you. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
And now it's time to give love. When my son was four, all he wanted for Christmas was a bunch of ties. He loved wearing ties. I went Christmas shopping. However, I bought toys, games, and a few ties. He tore into those gifts on Christmas Day. As he opened the toys, he got sadder and sadder. I asked him why he was sad. He said, because he didn't get any ties. I reached over and I gave him a box that had the ties and he had a huge Kool-Aid smile on. He hugged me and he told me he liked everything else, but all he wanted were ties. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.